Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. The XFL will definitely last longer than the AAF because it takes Rhino 2500 Perna. The extreme laster longer. A couple weeks ago, the XFL announced five rules that will be significantly different and in their eyes better than the NFL rules. Today, I will tell and show you how those rules are different from kickoffs to extra points, punts, double forward passes, and overtime. Let's get into sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. I will get to the big ones, but first I want to touch on the other rules I noticed that are quite a bit different. The biggest may be that for a catch, the receiver only has to get one foot or one body part inbounds for the catch to count, basically the same way they do it in college or the way the Titans split cheeks in the end zone. Can you, can you split cheeks? Each team will only have two timeouts per half instead of three. The game clock will continue to run despite incompletions or out-of-bounds plays until the two-minute warnings are reached. So in the XFL, the clock runs continuously until after the two-minute warning, where the clock will stop after uh, every play until the ball has been spotted or on incomplete passes or if the ball goes out of bounds. Plus, the game clock is only 25 seconds instead of 40, so an XFL game should move much more quickly than an NFL game. In the NFL, the coach can only communicate with the quarterback through the headset or Twitter DMs, and that communication is cut off when the ball is snapped or the play clock hits 15. In the XFL, all skilled players on offense can have a coach in their ear, but the cool part is the broadcast will have access to that audio and can use it for us during the broadcast to hear. Assuming they have the cojones to play audio clips other than players yelling, Let's go, man! Ready? There will be no coaches' challenges, and the replay official in the booth can review the same plays that are reviewable in the NFL at their discretion, very similar to the way the AAF did it with the Sky Judge, which had to be removed after Giants head coach Joe Judge filed a trademark infringement lawsuit. Now let's get to the sexy, the big game innovations, beginning with the kickoff. The purpose is to eliminate dangerous collisions, but I'll let the XFL explain it. This is from their YouTube channel. The coverage team starts on the opponent's 35 yard line, and the return team starts on their own 30. When the ball is first kicked, only the kicker and receiver can move. But once it's caught or is on the ground for three seconds, all players are free to run, block, and tackle. Now we won't know until we see this live, but this looks like a huge advantage for the return team. Devin Hester is already thinking about coming out of retirement to join the XFL. If the coverage unit has to start on the line, that means the returner basically has one plane to break, and then he is a kicker's ability to make a tackle away from taking it to the house. Now, you may see coverage teams have guys drop back to play defense a bit more strategically, or the spacing may look like normal kickoffs if the ball is kicked deep to like the two-yard line. Now, I think it would be cool if the rule allowed for the kicker to run off the field after the kick, and then the kicking team gets to send a real player to help cover from the sideline. And that real athlete could enter the field from wherever he wanted, like a surprise tackler to foil returners thinking they're taking it to the house, only to have that house burned down. 
Bring arson back to the game, XFL. Onside kicks are still allowed and will look just like the NFL, and the kicking team has to notify that it will be an onside kick, so the element of surprise has been eliminated. That's the good news for people with heart conditions. So many people who don't take care of their bodies die every year during onside kicks, the most dangerous play. There's also multiple versions of the touchback. The kicker has to kick the ball between the 20 yard line and the goal line, but if he kicks it into the end zone, it's a major touchback. Like when a girl lets you put the hand on the small of her back without smacking it away. And the ball will then be spotted on the 35. If it's kicked short of the 20 or out of bounds, the ball is spotted at the 45. But if the ball bounces inside the 20 and then out of bounds or into the end zone, it's spotted at the 15. I sort of love this as it places importance on your kicker for kickoffs. He can't just blast it into the end zone every play. And since the ball is kicked from the 25 instead of the 35, that would be difficult difficult anyway. So the XFL may actually innovate kickoffs. Next, we have extra points. The kicker is more valuable on kickoffs, but has been removed entirely from extra point attempts. In the XFL, the scoring team has three different point after touchdown options, and none of them involve a kicker. The first option is an offensive play from the two yard line worth one point. The second is a play from the five-yard line worth two points. And the third is an aggressive play from the 10 that earns three points. The scoring team's offense only gets one chance to convert whatever option they choose. And if they fail to convert, they get nothing. And the defense can score too. If they get a turnover and return it to the opposite end zone, they get the same amount of points the offense was attempting. I think they should have added a option for a four-point play where the scoring team sends out their strongest dedicated linemen, pads removed, armed with a folding chair, to fight the defensive team's least favorite coordinator or player. The lineman has 20 seconds to take the challenger out in the end zone, but the challenger cannot run outside the confines of the end zone. All right, Jason, it's your turn to get in and get hit over the back with the folding chair. Again? Yeah, that's why we brought you here, Jason. That's the only reason you still have a job. Now get out there! But back to reality, uh, I do like this approach, except for not continuing to keep kicking as an option for PATs. I'd add two more choices, a standard extra point, kicked where it used to be from in the NFL, or a two-point play for a 45-yard field goal, or a three-point play for a 55-yarder. Overall, I would say this is a wash in terms of being better or worse than an NFL rule. On to punts. Now that's a win on kickoffs, a wash for extra points, so it makes total sense that they would screw up punts. In the XFL, if a punt goes into the end zone, the receiving team gets the ball on their 35. And forget about coffin corner kicks. Punts that travel out of bounds are placed at 35-2 or where the ball left the field. Whichever is better for the receiving team. Plus, the punting team can't cross the line of scrimmage until the ball is kicked. Oh, fuck you. This is one of the few moments in the game I have left where I might witness actual death on the field. You cannot take that away from me. The gunners and defenders can only move laterally until the ball is kicked, which means there will be a lot of mirror dancing like this.
Okay, well maybe mirror dancing will be cool. So the receiving team is less likely to call for a fair catch and more likely to return it. We're making the punt more about coaches going for it on fourth down. The XFL's approach here was to make the consequences of a punt so shitty for the punting team that they never want to punt the ball. Just like NFL coaches learn to never challenge pass interference. I can live with not sending the gunners as that really opens up the punt return game, but removing the coffin corner kicks removes the word coffin from the game of football. Forget about coffin corner kicks. What's next? Letting women play? The double forward pass. Yes, the XFL is going to allow double forward passes. This is pretty cool, and I'm glad this isn't allowed in the NFL because we all know the Patriots would have used it to probably win a seventh Super Bowl with Julian Edelman finishing the game with more passing yards and touchdowns than Tom Brady. Typically in football, only one forward pass is allowed. So if you want to try one of those tricky double passes, that first pass has to be a lateral and those are risky, not in the XFL. In our game, two forward passes are allowed as long as the ball doesn't cross the line of scrimmage until that second pass. So the game speeds up and the playbook opens wide up. It's a slight adjustment, but could provide higher value for receivers who can throw or wildcat formations where the QB is spread wide just so he can be the guy making the second downfield throw. If this were allowed in the NFL, Sean Payton with Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, and Taysom Hill on the same roster would be playing probably for their third straight Super Bowl title. A double forward pass really means there is now increased capacity for catastrophe, nonsense, and bullshit in addition to increased miracleiness. Imagine if the quarterback is lined up as wide receiver and the wide receiver with the good arm is taking the snap and then he tosses backwards to the running back even though he could still throw forwards who has a terrible fucking arm, strong but directionless, like the NFL competition committee, and his job is to throw the ball forward to the real quarterback who is wide open and in perfect position and has a wide open receiver in the end zone, but the running back tosses up a throw with a punt-like hang time and then the quarterback gets blasted in brutal, horrifying fashion, and the defense scores a touchdown as you look back onto the field in horror at your mistakes and hubris. I think there will be teams that get it and have their roster stacked with guys who look and play exactly like Taysom Hill. And then you will have teams who try and run the aforementioned shit show described with a Juco fullback, Joe Flacco, and some QB Bill Pullian drafted to play wide receiver 15 years ago. By the way, the quarterback drafted to play wide receiver is the only player mentioned previously who wasn't to blame in that catastrophe. Finally, the XFL attempts to fix overtime, which really isn't broken. The XFL OT is a shootout. It's five rounds for both offenses to score, and the defense can't score. There's no coin toss, no one possession wins, and no ties. No ties? Why eliminate the most rare outcome a football game can have, a tie? XFL overtime is a shootout, so the best players on both sides always determine who wins the game. Which is totally unlike the NFL, where the bad players always win. It's true. 
Each offense gets up to five one-play possessions to score from the five-yard line. Teams get two points for each successful conversion. Teams alternate plays until one team is mathematically eliminated. The defense can't score, but if they make a stop or create a turnover, the play is dead. The team with the most points after the five-round shootout wins. If it's tied after five rounds, then things go to single rounds until one team scores and the other doesn't. My question is, the overtime shootout, is it played on one side of the field or does the offense and defense stay on each side, forcing the officials to run wind sprints uh, between each attempt? I can get on board with officials puking from overtime wind sprints. I would pay to see that. Penalties will be huge here because defensive penalties give the offense a redo and offensive penalties post snap in the attempt for the offense. The dumbest part though. Teams get two points for each successful conversion. Why two points? Why would you not make it six? So we could have games that end with basketball scores. It's the only thing the NBA can lord over football. Sure, you have higher ratings, NFL, but our scores are higher. Shut up, Dustin. I don't care how you got into Brown. Scores aren't everything. I just won't stand for bringing back this bastard, motherless child of two-point plays for scores. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports XFL Intro to Rules. I'm on Twitter, at Brandon Perna. If you want to talk football there, make sure you follow at TJ Carpenter Show. He helped me right through this monster episode. And that's it. That's all you need to do. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. <laughs> <laughs>